wisdom of Solomon, the strength of Hercules, the stamina of Atlas, the power of Zeus, the courage of Achilles, and the speed of Mercury. Shazam! Shazam! All right, well, I can see the Caruso's. I guess it worked. And you're listening to episode 175 of the Vigilante 1939 podcast. We are a father-son best friend dynamic where we talk all things DC, Marvel, Star Wars, and more. In this week's episode, we're getting our spoiler review for Shazam! Fury of the Gods. James Gunn confirms he's directing Superman Legacy. Tom Cruise hypes up the Flash movie and more. I'm one of your hosts, Nick Zen. Again, before we get into the show, if you take the time to rate and review us on Apple Podcasts, we will read your review on air. Of course, we are available anywhere you find your podcast at, including Spotify, SoundCloud, Podbean, and Apple Podcasts. Now joining me each and every week is my own Shazamily, the Crusoes, Nico, and the Crusoe Jr. Hey, guys. Dude, if they would have used you to hype that movie. It would have made more just money. Just now, like you just did, because you just fired me up. It probably would have hit the 50-55 million. Well, what's funny is... I was curious if you're going to open the show that way because you did this for the review of the first Shazam, which is still one of our first shows, right? No, it's still one of that's like within the first 10 shows. I remember I scared the shit out of you when I did that, but it was hilarious. I was wondering, I'm glad you did that. That was an electric opening, I guess, pun intended. Nice, but I didn't mean it till I said it. Uh, but yeah, we're we're here. A lot of things DC. Actually, it's pretty much all DC today. We're going to touch mm-hmm. on Mando a little bit, but it's all DC today. Um, might be a little spicy today. I uh, Today I did something, or maybe I didn't do something, I should say. <laughs> today I had a lot of takes hmm. that I, I probably have three or four tweets drafted today, and I canceled a few. Good boy. Because I was save it for here. And then like the real ones you listen. I'm not saying if you don't listen, then you're not a real one. But yeah. I would rather people listen and give thoughts back than, I don't know, be getting notifications all day, getting mad. This way I could put it in a vacuum and let people respond the way they want. But I have a lot of takes on certain things. But first we're going to start with uh, Shazam! Fear of the Gods review. Another DC movie. Um, we'll get into everything surrounding it later. But I just want to talk about the movie in and of itself. Because that is, I think, on the back burner. Came out Thursday, but I think people are talking about everything but the movie at this point, but the actual yeah. quality of it at this point. So, Dad, I'm going to let you kick it off, being the one who was the most not excited of us three and the one who is the most down on the first film of us three. Uh, what did you think of Shazam! Fury of the Gods? Well, you know, I picked up Mr. Z, and I, I, was, I was in a good mood, and I, I was actually – Glad we were going to see a movie going out. It, it felt good to get out of the house, but I'm not going to lie to you. I, I really had no, as we walked into the theater, we met Alex and we got our popcorn and ices and sat down. I really, I was also like, there too. No, one's yeah. I was also <laughs> present. It like and, and Nico showed up at some point. <laughs> Once the flash trailer hit, I, I guess I was like in a really good mood, but it was cool. I was with yeah, you guys, congratulations. You saw the trailer. It was cool. Hold on, hold on. It was yeah. cool, but it was like the sped up version and parts it didn't hit as well because it was too sped up, but it was it really was cool. Sped up. It was, but it was awesome. still cool to see it on the big screen. Um, yeah, I got to be honest with you. I, I really enjoyed the movie. I, I had no idea that I would. I found myself laughing, um, welled up a few times. Yeah. I, I thought that the movie looked really good. 
and I don't want to be one of these people that take shots at the VFX on, on the MCU, but I, for all the talk about the small budget and whatnot, I just thought this movie looked really good. Those cre- I'm so tired of CGI creatures, but boy, did they look real in this movie. The dragon looked top-notch dragon and the creatures and the unicorn. So I felt like I felt like this was a really enjoyable movie. It's a mid movie though in the comic in the comic fandom. I think if you were to take all these movies, all of them, I can't sit here and tell you it's upper echelon or it's in the top ten or fifteen. But it's it's no it's no worse than the overwhelming majority of the MCU movies, and it's it's quite better than a lot of these DC. EU movies. I think it's better than Wonder Woman 84, better than Suicide Squad. It's way better than Black Adam. So I had a good time with this movie. We're going to break down what we didn't like, Mm -hmm. but this to me was enjoyable. Once again, I'm at a loss as to why, and maybe I'm not, maybe we'll talk about it. I'm just at a loss to why the younger people aren't seeing this movie, but we'll save that for later. Zed or Enigma. Yeah. <laughs> Isn't that all we can think of with this one? Yeah. So I I, I mean movie. I have yeah, to. I know. Out of the three of us, I know obviously I was probably the most excited about this movie still, even though it had everything going against it too. I obviously do really love the first movie. So taking that into account, I kind of went into this movie thinking that I probably was going to like it just because I really liked the first movie and just everything that I saw in the movie, it looked like it was, if you liked the first movie, you were probably going to like the sequel. That's kind of what it, what it kind of boiled down to. And to be quite honest, this movie is just harmless fun. Like, it's just really enjoyable. It's fun. I had a blast with it. It really does have, like, that charm, relatability, and family aspect that you saw in the first movie. Did I wish I saw more things from the first movie in the sequel? Yes. Uh, you know, does it we does Shazam Fear of the Gods reinvent the wheel in any big way? No, is the plot an overused uh recycled plot that we've seen countless times before? Yes. Are the villains exactly memorable? No, I wouldn't say that they are, but to be quite honest, uh it's just harmless fun entertainment, man. It's really all it kind of boils down to. You know, this is a movie that I wish deserved better, and that's <laughs> kind of where I stand on it. You know, I just if it's the last time I see of, of this cast, you know, I wish them all well. Uh, but I definitely appreciate a lot of the things that Sandburn won for. Like Mr. C just pointed out, uh, for a $100 million budget, I think this thing looks fantastic on the big screen. Uh, first and foremost, I appreciate the Greek mythology that they even threw in the movie, too. I mean, you had, well, you had dragons, you had golden apple, you had a, a freaking pen that, that a magical pen writing on a piece of paper. Uh, so there, there was a lot of like really cool things that I think Sandberg at least tried to try to tackle that I appreciate in the end. But uh, other than that, like I said, I, I love this movie and um, I've seen it twice. So take that for what you will. But Nico, what did you think of the movie? I thoroughly enjoyed the movie. It's a big surprise for me. Massive surprise for me. Considering the first like 10 minutes, I wasn't really into it either. Mm-hmm. Um some of the first jokes and the first initial way the movie opens, I wasn't too crazy about, but then we get to that bridge with the family. Oh, and, that's um, fantastic. Then it kind of keeps going and doesn't really stop. Uh, what I will say about this movie, in my opinion, it ends very strong. It's a very good third act. It has a very good, solid comic book film. Third act. Would you say it's I, wonderful? 
think it's wonderful. And then the end, I'll get to the wonderful <laughs> part later. I think yeah. what I appreciate the most about this movie is the characters and the cast. Um, the characters are all really likable. I think with the exception of a couple, they all give really, really stellar performances and the returning ones all slip back into their roles. They try to give payoff to almost every character, which I always appreciate. I'm, I'm a sucker, kind of like my dad, for big ensemble things when there's more than one character to, to, to root for and get connected to. I thought it was very interesting where they put them, kind of the, the family kind of spreading apart and what they did with some of them. Some got a little more time than others, but, you know, Darla's still a little naive. We got Pedro going through some, you know, self-discovery things. We got Mary, who kind of just wanted to be a college kid. I thought it was fun and, like, kind of relatable, like, still being closer to that age. I'm out of school now, but still being, like, closer to that age. You got, you know, Freddie, who kind of wants to be a hero by himself. And you got Billy, who's really afraid of, you know, losing everyone. And they really do a good job making you care about them all. And Freddie man is the best part of the movie. I, I actually think uh, a problem in the movie is where he gets kind of sidelined and he gets taken off the board for a while. I actually think that's kind of a con. Um, the new additions, I, Rachel Zegler's fantastic. I mean, Jesus yeah. Christ, she has two movies under her belt, but she's great in both. She has so much charisma. She's pretty magnetic at times during the movie. Um, I can't even like her role aside. I think she elevates the role. I think it could be a very forgettable role on paper, but she makes it villains at times are great at times. Not great. I thought Mirren is pretty solid. I think Lucy Liu at times it's good at times. Not that good. Their, the, their motivations, their role or whatever mid. I think the middle of the movie is a little messy plot wise. It kind of keeps going back and forth with kind of stealing the seed or whatever. It's a little messy, but wow, does it deliver in the end? A lot of emotion, a lot of emotion. And um, the VFX, like my dad said, it has no business looking this good. It's one of the better looking comic book movies of the last few years. And that's not hyperbole. It looks really, really good. I don't know what Levi's doing. Um, I am going to get into this con. I don't know why he's playing Billy like an eight-year-old. And Asher Angel's playing Billy like his age. The other actors are very consistent with their younger counter self. Very consistent. Mary gets to just be herself, but um, for Eugene, Pedro, Darla especially, they are very locked in to their younger self. Freddie, Adam Brody, very locked in. Levi is, until that third act, he's almost the worst part. Like my dad said, he's probably the worst performance until the, until the third act when he gets kind of serious, emotional, and he's pretty damn good. Tough, tough, tough. So that's why I'm saying it's not a perfect movie. It's a very enjoyable one, though. The cameo, because we're doing spoilers, I can see how probably some people see the cameo and like rolled their eyes. I thought it was freaking immaculate. It's cool. It serves the plot. They they tee it up. They They sprinkle... That's why David Sandberg's his direction is mostly good. He 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 sprinkles a lot of breadcrumbs that come back. It's a really emotional cameo. The Skittles stuff was great. Mm-hmm. Having them eventually be what you know gets the unicorns to help. There's some cool stuff in the third act too, like the unicorns, the monsters. Him actually fighting the dragon at the end. I know in the trailer I was like, this is ridiculous, but in the movie it's freaking epic when he's just punching the dragon. So 
what I'm saying is it's not a perfect movie. There are flaws, but it's a really enjoyable time. It's a really enjoyable time. Um, I know you both have thoughts on Levi, so I want you guys to talk about him. Do you think, but I want to tee it up with this question. Do you think it's, uh, it's somebody's fault? And what I mean by that is either Sandberg, Sandberg should be reining him in. Either Sandberg didn't recognize it's over the top because a lot of people have this take, right? Either Sandberg doesn't recognize it's over the top, which is a problem, or he does. And he tried to give Levi direction and Levi was just like, no, I'm just going to keep doing this. So dad go first levi you were the first to point out well from the first movie on it just doesn't work and it's hard i feel bad criticizing him because he's the star of the movie of these two movies and yet i said before i believe he's terribly miscast in these movies um i thought the older version of shazam should still be a guy that's way younger than him. 25, 30, 30, 32, 30. Look like a young, chiseled, just a different looking guy. And so when you take that dynamic out and you say, all right, so he doesn't look exactly like what you think. So what? His portrayal of him does not align with the younger Billy whatsoever. It's just out of sync guys i i can't it, it's Very only much that opening scene in the pediatrician's office is so bad yeah it's really bad it's horrible to the point of where i was just like yeah this ne these next two hours are gonna massively suck and then nico and, and like you said it gets better when he leaves the office when he leaves the pediatrician it gets much better he himself has a couple of moments at the Rock of Eternity when he's kind of forlorning the fact with Mary about aging out. and So he has his moments, Levi. And he does have some moments in the third act that I think you are right. The third act for him is much different, but I can't sit through these movies and watch him while everybody else around him is heads and tails way better. The only one that was comparably bad on his level was Lucy Liu. Yeah, who she was at times was god awful as the villain. Like, and it whatever, it's okay. Like I said, it's not it's not a perfect movie. I still enjoy it because everybody else was great. Mm -hmm. Um I wish we would have saw more of Adrian Brody. I wish we would have saw more of the kids. Jesus Asher Angel does he have more than five, six, seven minutes of screen time in yeah, the entire movie? Yeah. And the kid is much cooler and calm and collected. And then he becomes Shazam and he's like this out of control. Like you ever hear the Valley girls like, oh my God, oh my God. He plays him like a Valley guy, like some just, and I know they tease him and he's not intelligent and that's his thing. When they're, when they're with Steve the pen, I understand that's his shortcoming. Great character. He's questioning himself. I understand that, but it's just and I and again to those of you that love Zachary and think he's great. Listen, I'm not telling you. You people have to like what they like, but for me, that's why the movie doesn't hit, and that's why the trailers don't hit. There's no star power in this movie. When the trailers, nobody's looking at Zachary Levi in those trailers and any of them, and going, "I got to go see this movie." They're just not. They're not.
and and we know they didn't because not only did the movie was it a bomb it actually came in at it what was it 30 million 100,000 it came in 30.5 yeah yeah it came in a little bit less you know so it's so, lower than what they actually projected um, I don't know. I think the director do do I think he could have salvaged it playing it differently? I do. I think he could have played him as an adult, but more low key, more yeah. more like I don't know, man. I got these powers. I too agree. I don't know what I'm doing. Not I like agree. I don't know, right? I mean, oh, you're menacing. Oh, I it's like, come on, man. The kid never acts like that. Yeah. Where is this? Who are you channeling? What are you doing here? So shame on Sandberg. I don't know. He should have. He should have reined him in. He's the director. This is not Leonard DiCaprio. This is not Robert Downey Jr. Correct me if I'm wrong. It's not even Chris Hemsworth who can play Thor like 25 different ways and get away with it. You know. So hmm. that's what I'm angry about because I I just feel like that's where this whole opportunity was kind of missed with Shazam. I think he had the ability to be a little bit bigger, to resonate a little bit more, but he himself is not cool. And when your star's not cool, and I don't mean in real life, he's a good looking dude. He's a great guy. He was on that Chuck series. He had a good run on that, but he's just not the kind of guy that like guys want to emulate to be, or young people want to emulate to be, or, or anyone's I think particularly attracted to. And I think that's where the problem is. I, I really do. And and I'll, I rambled long enough. I'm, I hated doing that. I hate to criticize the guy, but not the way you play it. I mean, if you want to criticize takes on a lot of these characters and go back and forth and Batman this way, Superman that way, I don't know how the heck you give this guy a pass on Shazam. I really don't. Zeddy. Anything to add? <laughs> yeah. Well, well, no, well like, here, here's the thing, because I actually really do agree with a lot of everything that you said, Mr. C. But where my actually distinction was, I actually think Astro Angel was miscast. See, I think anybody could honestly play the Shazam version. But to me, the Billy of it all was where I think the tonal confusion comes in hand. Right. Because if you don't like Billy, you're not going to like Shazam. See, I think I don't have anything against Astro Angel. I think he's a great. Great kid, great actor. I wish him well. Um, I don't believe him as Billy. That's the problem. I think they casted Billy Batson too old to the point where now I think you're right. When Zachary Levi, when you get that change, it doesn't. It just does. It just doesn't work. Like you said, because Astro Angel plays Billy, he's a little too kind of like moody and it's a little too mellow for me. When then like when you get Zachary Levi over the top, that's when you get it right. That's where the tonal confusion hits. So for me. The whole thing was just reverse engineered. Where like I think I see more Billy as like he needs to be like eight or ten, right? Like he's a kid. He's a kid. That's the whole point of what they what they wanted to do was they wanted to impersonate Tom Hanks as big little kid turns into adult. He's a kid into adult's body, right? I get it. But by the time you're seventeen or eighteen, you're kind of not acting that way. Like that's really like what the problem is, right? Like like you know you're kind of graduating out of high school. You're looking to meet girls. You're looking to get a job. You're looking transition to adult life like and you see part of it in the sequel right that's the thing is that it actually works in fury of the gods in the first movie you kind of give it a pass because you kind of you can maybe give it a pass and maybe well he looks still kind of like he's in high school but you can maybe take billy for a 14 year old maybe at best but in the sequel it just to me he is a little over the top and i like levi 
Don't get me wrong. But there there were some times, like, I think the third act of Fury of the Gods is where I think his potential of the character could have been. But that that's kind of that's kind of where I was. But it, it, is, it is interesting, though. Like, I don't know, like, would the movie have really been better if, like, a John Cena was Shazam or if you had went with, like, an Alan Richardson? I don't know. Maybe. But I think when you don't get Billy right, to me, you're, it doesn't really matter who or what version of Shazam is on screen. But, I don't know. Nico, do you want to counter that? Yeah, I, I kind of... I see what you're saying, and I like it and appreciate it. But I, I think I think Billy's fine. Hmm. I think... Um, I think maybe, he's too old. That's all. Maybe he's too old, but, like, so is, like... Him and Jack Dylan Grazer are the same age. But see, like, and, and remember I said it to you, not to cut you off. Remember, it's like, I actually see Freddie as Billy Batson. I think Freddie played a much... Would have played a much better Billy Batson than I think Asher. Angel more frail, was. more yeah. I yeah. understand what you're saying. You know, yeah. I see what you're saying. Too, the energy, because... energy comes across actually a little bit more even. There's like he's a little more hyper, you know. Yeah, but I still hate the way Levi is in general. And even if Billy was like that younger, I would still hate it because I see what I see what you're saying. But I think narratively, though. The idea of Billy being the way he is, kind of like the jerk outcast to eventually be chosen as the hero. He's the one who needed to open his heart the most. And in this movie, seeing him be so attached to the family that he just made, it narratively is fantastic. And um, I I really just think the problem is Levi's over the top when he's older because Billy is much more mature in this in this film and you can see it he's mm-hmm. a lot more aware of himself and his fears and what the family means to him and when he's older and he's like talking where's already a guy who's got like red X on his camera he's like this like he doesn't talk like like no. I think what you're saying though Zeddy I get I think the problem is still like they're just not in sync anyway yeah they're just not in sync anyway like even if you had a different Billy Then if you have him play the way the story goes, then that doesn't work, right? Because why would this – a kid like Freddy wouldn't be like Billy is in the first one. Do you know what I mean? Freddy really works as the eager, supporting, mm. wannabe brother. And the kid who actually wants to be a hero – so – but anyway, we, we could look at it a bunch of different ways. The problem is – no matter how you look at it, both guys are playing the role completely differently, and they're supposed to be playing it the same. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah. Let's tell me where you guys rank it in the DCEU. Mm. Should Should I do the thing where I just name a movie and you tell me if it's better than it? Yeah, is? yeah. Let's yeah. do that. Do that. Yeah. Because yeah. right now I have it. I have it of the thirteen. If you count both Justice Leagues, are thirteen. If not, it's twelve. But we do. Mm-hmm. I have it uh, seventh, so it is in the middle. But granted, I like most of the DCEU films too, so it's kind of inflated. Mm-hmm. All right, uh, just tell me if it's better than this movie, yay or nay? <clears throat> Justice League, yay, yay, <laughs> yay. Uh, Suicide Squad, yay. Twenty sixteen, yay, yay. Black Adam, <laughs> yay, yay, yay. Wonder Woman eighty four, yay. Mm. I also say yay. I'm gonna say yay, but it's close for me. So I but say I yay to all like these. Wonder Woman for I say yay to all these as well. Uh, Shazam, the first one. It's better than Shazam to me. I also say yay. Nay. Okay, nay. so okay, so that's Eddie's first okay. name. 
Mm-hmm. Birds of prey. I say yay. I slightly say yay as well. Yay. Here's where it gets fun. Uh, Man of Steel. No, come on. Nay. Nay too. And then Aquaman. Yeah, I mean, look, there's nothing Nay. left in it. And then suicide, the Suicide Squad, no. Wonder Woman, BVS, Zack Snyder. So ideally, it's like now seven, you're getting seven, into seven, in our rankings and all of our rankings. It's yeah. So we all have it in this. Yeah, we're just like we're just off by one. That's all. Zeddy, yeah, Zeddy Zeddy just the original better, and, yeah. and you and I don't. We prefer yeah. this one better. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I mean, look. Uh, well, here, go here, here you go ahead. And here here. we'll 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 talk about it this way now. Okay, so us three enjoyed it. We all we really only labored on one con, if you will, right? Which is Levi. Yeah, we could analyze the plot every day and some of the villains, right? But but we won't waste any time with that because we said it's mostly enjoyable, right? It's a really enjoyable movie. We we both have it halfway ranked through these DCEU films, which means it's not bottom of the barrel for us. So why is it being received like it's bottom of the barrel? You go first, Zed. Why okay. is it being received like it's the worst? Because critically, yeah. if you want to look at the all the movies we just named, critically, there's only a couple worse than it. There's mm-hmm. only uh, Justice League is better reviewed. Yeah. I'm pretty sure. It's BVS, think, right? BVS so. is probably one of them. BVS is worse reviewed. Uh, David, uh, the first Suicide Squad is worse reviewed, and then it's then it's this. Yeah, that's um, crazy. That's nuts. Yeah, even Wonder Woman eighty four is better reviewed. Uh, uh, that might be slightly. Slightly. Wow. Yeah, yeah. here's Zeddy. Start talking, and I'll tell you. Go ahead, Zed. Yeah. So this is obviously, I think, a chunk of what's going on right now. Right? There's a lot of chatter as to, like, you know. Yes, Wonder people, Woman 84 is reviewed better. Yeah, so people went to see the movie and then are coming out and liking it and then it's not doing that great, or didn't do that great, I should say. So you guys obviously know how I feel, but I'll put it in the context. Justice League is not reviewed right. better, I'm sorry. Oh, oh, the okay, good. <laughs> not Justice League. Yeah. Um, I had to put a little context because I'm a firm believer that I think there was more going against this movie regardless going into it than, than not, right? Obviously, I don't think the marketing was really that strong to begin with. The TV spots gave away a big surprise out of the movie to begin with, so there was that. So they were obviously desperate to sell tickets in the first place, kind of like how The Rock was winking left and right, that Henry Cavill was in, was in Black Adam and tried to get you to go to the theater, right? That's what that was. Uh, the lack of appeal in this movie, too, that we've kind of just hammered in in the last 10 minutes, I think was there, too. I think the release date was bad. First and foremost, I don't think Warner Brothers put this movie to succeed at all. I know that's kind of a good like discussion that we've been having too, but release dates matter just as much as like having a good cinema score is and having good reviews are, right? Because you look at it, this entire month of March, the movies have all been like bangers. They've all made money. I mean, Creed 3 is still going strong after three, four weeks. Scream 6 is still making money. Forgettable, stupid Adam Driver movie is still making money. I haven't seen it, but it is what it is. Sorry. Um, so, like the the way I'm seeing is like it was too sandwiched in the middle of too many, too many other movies that I don't think I don't think people cared. And to be quite honest, I think DC being in the midst of a reboot had more of an effect than people may even want to realize. I mean, I know we can say that did the GA really never care? Well, I think more people are, are online than 
than not these days. You know, I mean, there's there's going to be talk that DC's rebooting. So why should you go see a movie that doesn't have any effect on anything moving forward? Right. I mean, something like that's going to be on TikTok. It'll be on Instagram. It'll be on Twitter. It'll be on Facebook. So I just think that, you know, it's the idea of like, well, DC's in a reboot. James Gunn isn't really coming out and saying you're going to see these characters anymore. So in a way, it's like, why are you going to support a lame duck movie? There was that going for it. The release date wasn't good. They really didn't market the movie all that much, meaning they just wanted to put it out so they could move on to The Flash, which is more inevitable now than it was before. Um, And there's really no star power in the movie, too, like you said, too. I think this movie would have largely benefited from The Rock being in a movie. Say what we will, but I think it's a much better sequel if it's Black Adam versus Shazam instead of two non-even comic book villains, to be quite honest. These are two original villains that aren't even comic book villains, right? So what are you going to market? That's what I'm saying. So I don't know. I just I just think the, move, I think the movie was DOA to begin with. And it's a shame because the movie ended up actually being really good. And it's another DC kind of misfire too. That's what really kind of puts a stake in my heart too, right? Where it's like Black Adam wasn't really that great. Well, box office wise nothing like that right i mean not a great movie either. but it's yeah it wasn't really that particularly it has, it's not really aging that well for me either being quite honest but but that's what i'm saying too like it's like it's another dc movie that hasn't resonated with and now here we are two months later we're supposedly getting this grandiose comic book movie in the flash that is gonna try to be the biggest dcu movie that they've arguably had right but i I got another question I'll ask you guys too a little bit later, but I mean, I don't know. I want to hear what you guys know. Mr. C, what, what, what is your whole The biggest, the biggest, I'm trying to think of the word to say, the biggest, the biggest mistake anybody could have made was thinking that this movie was going to be successful. Because if you've listened to this podcast, we've been telling you for the longest time that nobody was going to go see this movie, that the movie was tracking six weeks ago and I thought it was lofty 50 million when they were saying, and then the, the predictions came between 40 and 50. I'm like, there you go. Then 35 and 45 because nobody saw the first movie. And all they did was talk about how it didn't matter because they made the movie for such small money. It made money. Nobody, the trailers were terrible. There was no chatter about this movie. I do agree that they put it in at a bad time, but I don't think this movie, I disagree with a lot of people. I don't think you could have released this movie at any time. It's dead anywhere you put it. It doesn't, it's never significant. So like, yeah, maybe it does 40, maybe it does 42, but nobody knew this movie. It had no impact. The first one had no impact on anybody. It only goes to show you how small this Twitter community is that we have that, People are fighting like left and right and gatekeeping this movie and protecting it and visibly upset. This movie, I've seen a strange thing. This is the first movie I've seen in quite a while right now since almost like the Snyder stuff where people are angry that it's not doing more. It's a weird temperament out there. Like literally, I see a lot of our friends. I can't believe I can't. I remember see, feeling that way about BVS and some of that stuff, you know, so and and it just wasn't going to do anything, no matter how good or bad it was. And the reason it's not is for all those things I told you, which you just said, the star, no star power, it had no attraction. The character did not resonate with anybody. 
You can blame The Rock all you want. His movie was a bomb, too. I don't even think it matters if he's in the movie. This is probably a sequel that that shouldn't have been made, but then you're going to have everybody say that they made it for a little bit of money. And now the thing is that, well, it's going to kill it on the streaming. Okay. You can spin this thing any way you want. It just, it just, I, even though I liked the movie and had a good time with it and think that there's a lot good in it, nobody cares, guys. It's one of those movies. Some, they were, I, I, some of our guys were saying today, 20 years from now, 20 years from now, it gets great. I hope, I know I won't be here, but who cares 20 years from now, man? Is that how we're going to judge movies that 20 years from now? Like we're going to look back and be like, oh, Shazam 2 was a great movie. Nobody cares. All the chatter is Creed, Scream, John Wick, and I can't believe I'm saying this, Dungeons and Dragons. Dungeons and Dragons, they have so much confidence. So, in Teddy was yeah. right. There's like, there's a crap ton of Just, early screenings. Nobody yeah. cares there's about screening. the Sunday, Monday, Wednesday. Could everybody wake up? Nobody cares about the character. I'll tell you what. On any kind of a grand level, on any kind of a, a, a move the needle just a little bit. And I'm not, I'm not acting like I don't like that. It just it it was not Iron Man. It wasn't any shit. Morbius did 39 million. And that was a horrible movie, right? Yeah. I mean, come on. So what I'm trying to say to you is that once again, DC has no brand. Yeah. And this movie has no attraction in the movie. Yes, Rachel Zegler is great. Yes, uh, Jay, there's a lot of good people in it, but they're not. Don't get me started, Rachel Zegler. She's a box office bomb right now. As much of attraction you think she has, where's all her Instagram and her followers? Nobody's going to see her in the movie. I just said she's. Hold on, I just said she's good. I didn't say she's a. Like what a, I'm saying, a, but oh, they're not talent. Even, but they're not even going to see her. Like there, there's nobody going to see this movie. Because nobody cares. Now the other thing is, you guys are both saying you 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 guys both haven't said the biggest thing yet. But keep going. Kind no one's saying no one's saying the biggest thing yet. Fatigue. Fatigue. Nope. Because nope. that's another big thing nope. right now. Nope. Go ahead, son. Take it away. Yeah, might as well just take it the away. Biggest yeah. thing. Because I'm not going to add. I'm not going to say anything different than what you all said. Tell me. The critics and the word of mouth for this movie are not strong, right? Of course. And usually not. bad movies don't do I know he's going with it. Okay. Unless they're popular. So let's start. Let's look at every DCEU film, okay? Yeah. And I'm going to give you the rough estimate of their numbers. And I'm going to have you two try to guess what the problem is. We're not counting Zack Snyder Justice League, obviously. We're not going to count uh, Wonder Woman 84. It was on streaming or whatever. Okay. The outlier here is the first Wonder Woman film made a lot of money. BVS, by all people's accounts, sucked. Still made a lot of money. Aquaman made a lot of money. Suicide Squad made a lot of money. Bad movie made a lot of money. The other ones are good and made money, but... yeah. Now let's look at Man of Steel. It's disappointing, but touch the six. Touch the number six, right? Justice League, awful. Still touch the number six. Let's see the ones that didn't touch big numbers. Shazam 1, Shazam 2, Birds of Prey, and the Suicide Squad. What about those? When you have, what about those is the problem? 
What about all those is the problem. People are going to say COVID for the Suicide Squad, but mm -mm, if you look at history. Oh, sorry. Joker, billion dollars. The Batman, 700 plus. Let's go to the other realm. Let's go to Sony. Venom makes a lot of money. Morbius doesn't. The Ant-Man films don't make that much money, but other characters do. What is the problem? You cannot make movies about these unknown characters mm. without having a successful foundation built before it. That's why I don't want to hear about, I'm not gatekeeping a studio. I'm not praising a studio for going, well, Shazam one didn't cost that much and it made them a profit back. I don't give a shit about that. When four more, when you have only 13 films in your universe and you have two Shazams and a birds of prey, why are you doing that when these other heroes aren't even fully established? Both Shazam films should not have been made. The first Shazam film should not have been made. And you're going to have all, you're going to have the Hamada gatekeepers coming out. Hamada was a guy who green lit films that he thought could make a little bit of money. He was a business thing. He did not know how to make a successful, he did not know how to sustain successful IP. His plan sucked. He green lit a birds of prey film. That didn't even have which the birds like, of prey. In it. Which I like, first of all. It <laughs> yeah. didn't even have the birds of prey. Mm -hmm. And then a Shazam movie, and then another one. And then a movie, Black Adam with The Rock. He was just praying for The Rock there. The Shazam films, they're both good. I'm telling you, I like this one. They shouldn't have been made because, like my dad said, nobody cares. They didn't care about the first one. You're not going to care about the second one. Now let's throw in everything else and it gets worse. Now you throw in everything else and it gets worse. Bad release date, little marketing. The movies for a lot of people wasn't good yeah. to David Sandberg's surprise. I'm going to touch on that in a little bit. <laughs> we have a whole new universe coming, Right. Then you start adding all those other factors. But the very first thing is nobody cares about the character of Shazam. No one cares about the character of Shazam. Nobody even knew this film was coming out. Yeah. No one knew the first one was coming out. The reason why the first one made a little more money, it was coming off of Aquaman. DC was riding a little bit of a hot streak still. Mm. Four months prior. Yeah. DC yeah. looked fun for a little bit there. And you want to know a change? Endgame came out a couple months after. And then Far From Home came out and it was over. That's what happened. What about the critics? What what happened? How, why did the critics love the first one and then and then crap all over this one? Do I don't think? know. That's another conversation altogether. Yeah, uh, I think the movie's good. Uh, not everyone thinks the movie's good. The audience likes it. Critics, I think critics are tired. Is there a bias against DC movies? No, I no, think I think there's the one that's critically not good. This is the first one that's critically not good since. Dare I say it, even Aquaman was re reviewed a little bit better. Yeah. This is the first 
almost consensusly negative review DCEU film. I'm looking at all of them in front of me. Well, no, wait, it was Black Adam. But this and Black Adam were the first really ones that got crucified since Justice League. I think it's just strange because the first Woman one got in the 90s and this Woman one. Wonder Woman 84 yeah. was, was, was weird. That, that, there was yeah. so many, there was weirdness around Wonder Woman 84. Um, yeah. Then even then, and since Wonder Woman 84, you had the Batman and then you had, or you had, you had Suicide Squad, the Suicide Squad, and the Batman. So, so you had movies being reviewed better. But what I'm telling you is, they were green lighting films and giving movies to characters that should not have been done. They should not have been done. They thought they were going to do something with this Shazam and Dwayne the Rock Johnson thing. It was not a good idea. It was mm-hmm. not a good idea. And I know people don't want the comparisons to Marvel, but Marvel went Iron Man, Thor, Cap. Okay, maybe people didn't know who they were. And you brought them in the Avengers, and even they were still smart. We're giving everyone sequels first. Now here's a Guardians. Here's the risk. Now here's a Doctor Strange. Here's the risk. Okay, things are still going well. Let's finally get T'Challa out here. Okay, let's do Captain Marvel. Yeah, let's take a shot at Ant-Man, right? Then they started doing those. But you were a few movies in that were shaky and then people went yeah let's give margot robbie's harley quinn now that's an anomaly because the first suicide squad made a lot of money but still let's make this let's make this movie with harley quinn and these other characters nobody knows about and then we're gonna do a a, a shazam movie shazam cap shazam they don't make sense hmm. and you're seeing now the audience is very selective. There's some tweets that are so much more telling than you think. People are going, well, don't worry. We got Guardians, and The Flash. Oh, so big characters, big ones they're ready for. Don't worry, uh, Joker 2, The Batman Part 2 is coming. Oh, super! James Gunn's resetting with Superman. Oh, we got Spider-Verse coming. Oh, the big ones that people know about, people are excited for. Hmm. You got to rethink your strategy. And that's why I'm a little nervous for some of James Gunn's stuff. Because the authority, and I hate to say it, Woman of Tomorrow, with the way this movie performed, they don't look like good ideas. They don't look like good ideas. They should change that right now and do Superman, Batman, Robin, Flash, Green Lantern, Wonder Woman. They should roll with those. Unless the authority costs twenty million to make, <laughs> unless Woman of Tomorrow only costs seventy-five million to make, they don't look like good ideas. Quantumania, the audience scores are high, the critics are bad, and people are saying, "You know what? I'm tired of a third Ant Man movie. Just give me the Guardians. I know mm-hmm. that'll be just fine. Just give me the Avengers. Yeah. All the DC fans. But it's true. I've seen yeah. people saying, "Don't worry, we got Guardians in the Flash." Yeah, yeah. And you no, know what's gonna you know what's gonna happen? Guardians is gonna do well. They're gonna say, "All oh, the comic book movies are back." You know, yeah, the big, the big well known characters, the big well known yeah. characters, because yeah. they are when you establish things the right way. Gunn is gonna try, but he's doing too much of his of his niche things too should probably be doing better i think it should be doing better because of its quality i think it's good enough damn the first one was good enough to make more money but it didn't because nobody even the word of mouth nobody cared it got reviews out the wazoo the first one 
It's like the it's like the third best DC well, reviewed film. Yeah, it didn't yeah. do anything. Birds of Prey got great reviews, didn't do anything. The Suicide Squad, good reviews, didn't do anything. You, the plan that they were just gonna make these movies, it didn't, it wasn't a good idea for the company. It wasn't. It wasn't. It just wasn't. Yeah. Like you can argue with me. Well, they were trying now. to do like Marvel. They were trying to. They were trying to be different, like, which yeah. I could appreciate. But looking back, while wow, you should have just doubled down, like yeah. you should have just kept trying, because this one's probably going to make less than the first, right? Oh, for sure. Easily, easily, right? Easy, easy. God, what a what a mistake! It did sixty five million worldwide. Yeah. Next week it's 30, 35. The week after yeah, it's 15. Done. It's already done. I don't, I don't even know if it does, like I don't it. even think it does 200. It may not do 200 million. It's a shame, but it's you got to be for all the people telling us we got to be objective. This well, is a bomb. Here. This is one of the biggest bombs. No matter what it costs to make, it's it's a huge bomb. It's embarrassing. It's it terrible. Is, yeah. And then you, you know, got them all tweeting to please go see the movie. It's really yeah, sad. It's embarrassing. It's embarrassing. It is. And, and I like it. I borderline love this. Here's movie. the thing. Here's the thing with the but critics I'm telling you what too. We have a very famous critic here in Chicago on WGN called Dean Richards, who I've he's a top critic. I, you don't have to know him, but he's we're the third biggest market in the country. So Dean Richards is well known. He loved the first Shazam movie, so I couldn't wait to watch his review on Friday. You know what his review was? What? This is a really fun movie. It's got some aspects of the first movie with family charm. But you know what? I don't know. Maybe I've seen a bit too much of these things because there's really nothing too crazy in there. Yeah, it's, it's the a thing. little long. And there are too many. Really he gave it a freaking C. Mm. Okay. Now, you know he liked the movie more than that. But the problem was he's looking at his watch. He's yeah. seen it before. And I do think Levi, I think Levi's act really worth it on a lot of people. Watch another young lady on YouTube. I've, I've watched 12 reviews of this movie and they're pretty much all the same. Yeah. Everyone's like, I like it. I don't know why I'm giving it a bad review. It's not really that bad, but you know what? When I really think about it, here's a B minus. It's strange. It's because they're just fatigued a little bit with these movies. And when you use that word now, people get really mad and they get angry because they're afraid you're going to take the toy away. When I say fatigue in comic book movies now, what I'm trying to tell you is that you're going to have to start getting bigger, bolder, and they've got to be really good. You can't just roll the ball out on the court anymore and think you're going to get a, you're going to get a, a you know, a rotten tomatoes, fresh score. You're going to, it those days are over. They're over. They are completely, completely gone. And be careful because some of them that you think are can't misses are going to miss. And the days of the ones that you're surprised about going, oh my God, I can't believe that. Like the Guardians, you're going to see very few and far between some of those. You really are. What I'm talking about is we're, the legs, gentlemen. Where are the legs the second week, the third week? The I could even argue that Wakanda, as good as it was, and it did a lot of money, but it still lost kind of its appeal. And it's, it's you know, Angela kept it in the spotlight a little bit with the Oscar, with the, with the, she award, did, she, but, she kept it going. There. But to be honest with you guys, 
the luster is is the shininess is becoming dull. And I truly believe Guardians is going to be big, but I'm not going to sit here and tell you Guardians is going to be a surefire like Runaway Smash either. I think it's going to do really well, but I'm really curious here to see going forward because there's because everybody just thinks that that's what it's going to be, you know. And I, I'm it's not definitely sure. That movie is though the litmus test of the comic book film climate, though. If that's not huge, it means nobody gives a damn anymore. What the Guardians? Yeah. Cause then that well, the Guardians has to have they it's gotta have legs. So, like I know the first weekend, it's gotta it's gotta be like a creed where third week it only fell 40%. You know, like it's gotta have that staying power because what a lot of these movies are is there's less people going to see them, right? Even the first weekend, there's less going to see, and there's even less going the second weekend. Mm. Less going the second weekend. So, um, Guardians, I think, is safe. But mm-hmm. I'm not sure the Flash is going to be this bona fide. Oh, you just, you just read my mind. Let me yeah. to the Flash. You just read my mind. Let, let me just close out and say, I do yeah. think that, that we should Shazam, probably move on. We've been. Yeah, Shazam deserved better. Shazam Purity guys deserved better. But it is what it is. If you ever, anyone who thought that that movie was going to be some bona fide runaway success, you weren't reading the temperature. You weren't you weren't understanding what was going yeah. on. Let's talk about the flash. Be careful what you wish for. Just talk about the flash <laughs> briefly. Um yeah. I'm gonna work this into it. So mm-hmm. I don't know if the flash's success is guaranteed, but I don't know when you got a stamp of approval from Mr. Cruz. It's a good sign. Word of mouth reviews could be really strong and propel it. But Zeddy. Hmm. Who the man who's been the biggest Tom Cruise champion yeah. for for a while now on this uh, on these airwaves ever? Mr. Well, Cruz said, yeah. "I'm not waiting till uh, I'm not I'm not waiting till the cinemas <laughs> send me over a copy." <laughs> and oh my god, I got to call Andy to tell him how much I loved it. Um, one, I respect the guy's hustle; it's badass. I just, I just the respect that room. respect for cinema and the love for even something like a comic book film for him. Just to be like, oh, I love this movie. I'm gonna call the person who made it and give them my love. It's a really cool. It's, it's, it's in and of itself, it's a really cool story. But mm. Zeddy Tom Cruise gave it his stamp of approval. What do you think about that? Just real quick, has there ever been a more like fitting headline to try to get me to like just? Galavan all over Twitter. Well, who I mean, thought they on. would ever read Tom Cruise loves the Flash? I mean, director. To it was a, it was an exclusive by the Hollywood Reporter. Tom I mean. Cruise loves <laughs> the Flash. That's exactly what it was. Um, that's one hell of an endorsement. I mean, like you just said to him, man. Uh, because even more so that yeah, you call Moose Yeti. I mean, I get the quotes right here. He was like verbatim. He was like, "This is everything you want in a movie." But the one thing he said was, this is the kind of movie we need right now. Mm. Coming from the guy that just put out the blockbuster of the summer last summer. And summer saying that was the movie we needed right now. Now he's calling The Flash the movie that we need right now. He'll make sure it's a hit, too. He'll make sure it's a hit, Tom Cruise. So that's very interesting. Um, But, hey, they need all the hype and marketing they can get. And Tom Cruise saying that your movie is incredible. That's pretty hype, man. That's pretty hype. But I don't know, Mr. C, what do you think? 
Well, it's a marketing. It's a it's a marketing ploy. They've got they've put everything behind this movie. Mm -hmm. Super Bowl. They put more money behind this movie, I think, than they have in the past in any other movie. And it's maybe BVS to use Tom Cruise now. Yeah. And obviously, probably, obviously, I think he Zasloff got his permission to say that. Yeah. Um. I don't know, man. I I I like what I see in the trailer, but I can't I can't tell you what these movies are going to do, man. I I don't know if the public. I know everybody's engine on Keaton, and I, I Ezra's still not really a known commodity. He's known for some stuff mm-hmm. he shouldn't be known for. They're known for some stuff. Yeah. <laughs> he shouldn't be known for it. so i don't know what to tell you i don't know if i don't know if this helps or hurts it i don't know we'll see so, so does so does, does does the lack of ambiguity <laughs> here let me put yeah. it to you this way yeah. does the general can you go up to somebody on the street and tell them that tom cruise likes the flash do they even know what that means so i don't know what this means it's cool it's like i don't know it's like finding out like your favorite baseball player loves batman right that's cool but does it help or hurt? I, I have no idea. I don't know. I'm so jaded right now with these movies and stuff and so tired of the hype. And Oh, the, we can't the, tell. No way. I'm just being <laughs> honest you with sure? you. No, I, know. I, I don't know what the, I don't know what this crap means anymore. I don't, I don't either. That's what yeah. I'm telling you, though. Guardians yeah. is the limits test. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Guardians should be because there's no way it's a bad movie. Nick is Guardians the no blueprint. It is the blueprint. No. There's just no way it's a bad movie. Um, it just, it just has to be, just has to be just, just, that's where I'm going to leave it. Let's stay on gun. Uh, mm-hmm. he's directing Superman to no one's surprise. I'm just gonna be short and sweet with it. Uh, he should, I like it. He knows emotion. He knows an audience. I don't think he's guy. I, I know some people are like his style. He's going to be over the top with it. No, 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 no. He's going to make the movie. It's going to be fine. It's going to be fine. It's going to be fine. He's gonna be fine. Dad, Zeddy thoughts. Zeddy first. Uh, yeah. To no one's surprise, he's he's directing the movie. I think he he posted a really beautiful thread too about why he's even directing it too. Uh, it kind of correlated to what we thought. Like you know, it, it means a lot that you know he lost his dad and he kind of sees. I think the movie's coming out on his dad's birthday, so that's kind of cool. Uh, so there's already an emotional attachment to it, but. Man, I'm like really feeling the pressure on this thing now. As, as the the more that it goes by, man, I'm just you know, Mr. C and I had a my God, we probably recorded a conversation <laughs> on our way back into the theater. Uh, you know, on our way, we were talking. You know, we walked out of the movie, and we were like, as good as the movie that we just saw, man. Just be careful what you wish for, because I'm really hyped for for this Superman movie, but. I don't think it's a guarantee that it's going to resonate completely anymore. Until I think there, I, yeah. there's a lot of moving factors now to going in. Yeah. Do I think that it's the right call that he's the one that's going to start it off? Cause he arguably needs it to. Yeah. But I, same thing with the flash, man. Like we just spent this whole podcast with, there's way too much ambiguity right now, man. Like, you know, we're going to go in this flash movie and this lack of, whether or not we're going to see these characters anymore, does it? Is it going to have an effect? I don't know. But to get back on the Superman thing, it, it's just, it's the right call. It's its a great move, but it's going to hinder on who plays the character. It's going to hinder on who Superman is. That's what it's really going to come down to. But Mr. C, what do you think? 
Yeah, I I have faith in him. I I'm I'm still very much behind what whatever he is going to do, whatever he hasn't announced that he's going to do, whatever. But yeah. I do think that he's the master of emotion. I think he could do a good job, but it it's hard to get really excited when you don't know who is in the movie, who's going to play the title character, who's the supporting cast. It's like once those pieces of news start to come out, then you can start to see it and feel it a little bit and, um, and kind of go from there with it, you know? And I agree. I, I think there is more than ever an enormous amount of pressure on this movie, because I still don't believe you're trying to sell Superman, resell Superman to a general audience that hasn't really bought into him for, I'm not so sure. What are we going on? 40 years. It's been a long time. Yeah. Yeah. It's been a long time. And I understand man of steel did some business. I understand that. I think they'd be, I think they would, I think they'd give their right arm right now to have James Gunn Superman do like, what did it do? Like five or 657 million or whatever. I think, mm-hmm. yeah. I think they would, I would think they would sign off on the dotted line right now to do those numbers. So mm-hmm. I think it was the logical move. I don't think it was, I don't think any of us had a doubt that he was going to spearhead this project. So. Listen, it needs to be good. I think it's going to be good. Plain and simple. Plain yeah. and simple. Uh, we had some comments on tweets and honestly, that Shazam conversation was long enough that I'm not going to get into those. Um so the last thing we'll talk about on the DC front, just really short, because uh, I was excited. Now I'm not. Snyder's doing a Snyder Con again in California. I was really hoping it would be like a like a nationwide thing to put these films in theaters, but um, no, he's doing a Snyder Con again. He's going to show the three films, the three film arc: Man of Steel, BVS, and Zack Snyder's Justice League in theaters and IMAX. Which is really really cool for all the people who are going to attend and go see it. Um, I would kill to, to put that in the cinemas and IMAX here in Chicago, but it doesn't look like that's happening. So, um, do I don't know. I don't know why not. I mean, I, I don't know why they couldn't just pick like a, I don't know, like a Wednesday night and just do like one, one night only. Show. I mean, yeah, good Lord. Weird. There were four of us. At Shazam. How many were in the show at Shazam the other night? Be honest with me guys, eight of us in there. Yeah. If that. If that eight people, my Saturday theater actually had a lot more. Oh, yeah, yeah, no, 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 eight people. If there's four of us, yeah, there there, there were eight people. Yeah, I mean, that's my point. It's like, I know there's enough people in the area here that if you pick a couple of shows that and you just and you just do it, I mean, I I would really like to see that movie. I mean, and again, you know, happy two year anniversary. That movie will always be special to me. It is, I still consider it one of the greatest comic book films of all time. Mm -hmm. Um, like I said before, and you know, it came along at a time when we were really looking forward to something. It was, those were really bad days. And I think it was very uplifting and uh, it is what it is. And I, I told Zeddy in the car on the way home, you know, be careful. They don't be careful what you wish for, man. The <laughs> grass right, isn't always right. greener. Somebody's going to have to top that ensemble cast and in, in the story and, put these people together and and I I do believe that gun could do it but it's years it's take, years from now it's going to take a long long time and I don't know the climate I still feel is very I I got a weird feeling with this climate 
it's been a long run here since 2008. I could argue, I could argue the run started with X-Men with Spider-Man. It's been a long time here. Yeah. You know, and I think that these studios are going to have to take a real hard, long look here. And what look at Marvel. Marvel's got some weird crap going on, man. They delayed some of these series. You know, the the VFX lady, the animation lady, been there for a lot of years left. I mean, I'm not saying there's panic in the streets. Don't anybody get mad at me. But the temperature has changed a little bit. It's like your favorite band that put out a few good albums. And then all of a sudden, the fourth album, there's no top 10 single. Yeah. You know, the concert halls go from from 35,000 stadiums to now playing 10,000 clubs. I mean, it happens. It's cyclical. And, and yeah. again, I think that I do think that the onus now is on these creators to come out with really good stuff. I also can envision the three of us sitting there going, man, that was really good. And it didn't do that much again. Mm-hmm. I don't think this is the last time we're going to have this conversation. I really don't. So mm. it's going to be interesting though. Cause I mean, I guess to tie this up, I mean, you know, we got Guardians in May, The Flash is in June. Those are the only two comic book movies the whole summer. And you know what the next one is after that, right? Marvel. Marvels. Oh, that's in, uh, that's in November. Spider Verse. Well, Spider Verse, but that's animated and it's Spider Man. Sure. So, but be big though. It is, but but there's but a you, couple there's a couple spoilers about that. But you, but careful. Like, Whoa, you know, there's a there's it may not be all animated. But why did you just say that? Because it's all over. Come on. No, man. it's not all over. See, for the guy oh. who says Twitter's not a not not real life, there's one little account that said that, and now he thinks everyone oh, knows I've that. Seen it. I've knows. seen We're it. About to get scooped. I've seen it all over. We're about Nobody to get scooped. Listen, here's <laughs> the thing, too. Um, you talk about cinema. There's a lot of people going back to see other movies now, too. Yeah. It yeah. wasn't like that. I know we had COVID, but even before COVID. Mm-hmm. You did not have them people going out in droves to see some of these movies like they're going to see. When I say other types of movies, I'm talking about like the Creeds, the John Wicks. Yeah. The horror genre seems to have really caught fire lately. Yep. And it's really come back in a big way. I mean, horror has always been in, but the numbers have seemed to really elevate here with the Halloweens and the Screams and yeah. some of these other movies. And I think that's good. I think diversity is good. I, you can't just have comic books and animated movies dominating the movie place it's just not good for the market it's not it's going back to the old ways right where the non-franchise ip <laughs> yeah. is kind of really dominating and the comic movies are special essentially well it's going down to. it could be an exciting time that yeah. could be a whole another show topic is having the movies kind of be special and for us again yeah. um and then the ones that really hit really hit um put a bow on this conversation yeah. Last thing i want to talk about is mando um, the third episode, we'll we'll get through that real quick. Um, it's a very different episode, I think, from Mando's standards. Um, we have, you know, some a really cool, riveting opening with Mando and and Bo-Katan doing a little firefight in the air, a little dog fighting, and then they close the episode in a really interesting place with you know Bo-Katan kind of joining them. You you think it looks like after Din's been forgiven, but in the middle we have a whole little subplot of uh, Dr. Pershing and another former uh, Imperial person under Moff Gideon. I don't know that character's name. I don't know if they ever say it. They probably no. It's just a number. Okay. Just just a number. number. Yeah. They are in, they, I 
they were present though in the past. I think in season two, they're on the ship or whatever. Anyway, um, see how the new Republic kind of looks to reintegrate some of these, you know, if you want to call them war criminals, you can call them, but there's a whole interesting side plot. Um, and you see there's some double agent, there's some, um, there's some turn coding and there's a desire to keep Dr. Pershing's, uh, cloning research very, very near and dear. So, uh, very different episode. I didn't love the stuff in the middle, but I was intrigued. I think from a direction standpoint, they could have given it a little more oomph, uh, given a little more chemistry to the characters. Uh, but it is interesting, and I think it can be set up for something big. So it's something for me, we'll see where it goes. Could be really, yeah. really cool to look back on. Father. Yeah, I really liked it. Uh, but I will admit that um, at one point, I, st- <laughs> I stopped it to make sure that like the channel didn't skip. Like I'm like, yeah, and then it was Andor? Andor? I'm like, wait, I'm like watching it. It's, I'm about ten minutes into the thing, and I'm like, did I did I skip? Did I like hit a button? And I turned the Mandalorian off. But I was telling you uh, in the pre-show, I I did enjoy this episode. I thought that was um, I thought that was really intriguing. That middle part, I liked a lot of it. I I liked where I think it's going, what it's going to lead to, and then. Just when you thought, like when when it when you saw the twists and the turns and what happened, and him getting his mind fried, um, then it goes back to obviously Din and Bo and Grogu going back, and they're all forgiven because they have bathed in the waters, bathed. and uh, they're in good shape. Bathed. And I don't I don't trust Bo for one second, man. Mm. I don't believe she's going to keep that helmet on and. She's just buying her time there. So I, I dug it. I thought it was a good episode and I'm enjoying the season. Looking forward to the next one. Zedward. Yeah, man. Hopefully I don't get disgraced about this one. Uh, Cause look, I thought it was a good episode to be quite honest. I thought we deviated away from Mando and Grogu a little bit too long. That's just, me. It, it felt like a too much of a creative uh, choice in my opinion like it kind of like it starts with mando bow and grogu and you know what and then it's like i think the whole, editing could have been different yeah there's this whole like 40 that. minutes of this whole other like subplot of the new out. republic and it's interesting it's intriguing it was cool to see the new republic and like this new light and whatever but uh i don't know man I, i'm get. am i liking the season yes but i'm getting a little sour just on the like lack of buzz man like to be quite and, and i hate saying that because i love mando man like i love watching this thing every week but but this hasn't been like day of watching me like I, i've watched this over the weekend and it pains me to say right but it's just it's not the show everybody's talking about now you know i maybe there is too much out there maybe there's maybe the last of us was just was just that damn popular and now you got succession coming back and you got yellow jackets and you got like all these big tenfold movies and theaters right now it's i think everybody's intention is something is on something other than mando right now you know, right. but I don't know, and, and I and I love the show. Like I said, maybe the fourth episode brings me back in, maybe it brings everybody else back in. But for but for right now, it's kind of just a show that I enjoy watching, but it's not really doing it for me as far as like I need to talk about this immediately. You know, I don't know. I feel I feel like we. I don't know if this is the right thing to say or not, but I think right now, it almost feels like everyone needs a reset a little bit. Yeah. Um, I think that we're also for full of hyperbole and there is a lot of stuff that's out and, and, you know, maybe we're over analyzing things, but I do feel like 
I mean, but that's the beauty of like Creed three going to see a movie like that. Right. And really enjoying that. And I think that's the beauty of shows like succession coming back on and thinking our realm that we play in and that our, all our friends doing that we talk about all the time. There's always this constant um, feeling of like trying to be energetic and, and like everything. And I think it's okay once in a while just to be like, just be flat. You know, I mean, I, I don't know what it is. It's, it's going to take something. I mean, you know, I did enjoy it, Shazam, but then you, you, then you see like that. It's, you know, it's so, it's so flat and you're like, it, you become that thing where, oh, why doesn't people like what I like, you know? But yeah. I think, like I said, I just think that um, there is a lot out there. And I think that, uh, I don't know. I think Mando's still good, but I, again, I don't know that that show could have kept the pace mm-hmm. that it was keeping either. I, I think that we're, we're all kind of seeing that all these things, it's just hard to maintain that kind of momentum and the weekly buzz about it. It's tough. It's hard guys. Yeah. You it know. is tough. It is. I think next episode, uh, we'll get a lot of people back. That's all I'm going to say. Hopefully. Spoiler. I mean, it's not a spoiler. It's just if you know the little listen, John Favreau is always the main writer. Yeah. But whenever you see uh, Dave Filoni's name in the writing credits in uh, Mando season two in Book of Boba Fett episode six, next episode, co-written by Dave Filoni, well, there's a certain someone in every episode that Dave Filoni co-writes and uh <laughs> there's a certain character who uh dave filoni has his head a big green over there nico and there's a certain character in another certain series that dave filoni has spearheaded um that is coming out later this year so look up look up in the sky so um <laughs> yeah i think i think you're gonna see someone cool in the next episode and uh some cool setup and uh payoff and if you don't know who that is, like, I don't know if my dad knows what that is, but I'm going to tell him after the show ends. But yeah, so uh, when you see Filoni's I know one name, of them, but you're, you're predicting two. <laughs> no, I'm predicting one. Well, I know but who as, as as for something. So uh, yeah, when you see Filoni's name, you know. You know something, something, someone's probably showing up. So yeah, that's all I'll say. Well. Is it time to wrap? Yeah, huh? Yeah, it's time to wrap. Uh, I wish we could have all. Honestly, we just got to get out of here. We'd have all just loved Fury of the Gods critics. Yeah, we loved it. We yeah. Be your own critic. Anyway, Um, please follow me on Caruso Junior on Twitter and our other great podcasts we do with our good friend, drummer Rob Ten Rob Meyer. Right between the eyes podcast. We're going to get ready to record another episode soon. The last one, we had an outstanding interview with Mr. Todd Kearns, outstanding rock and roll performer with Slash, many years in the field. You don't want to miss it. RBTE, Right Between the Eyes podcast. Nice. Follow me everywhere at Nico Caruso, Twitter, Instagram, Letterboxd, at Nico Knows Film on TikTok, doing film reviews. All the other shows I do, you can find through my Twitter. Um, Come talk to me. Come DM me, and uh, we'll we'll have a good time. Great show, guys. We, we we got spicy again. It's one of those spicy ones where it somehow got negative, but we'll bounce back next week. Good show, though. Good discussion. Good discussion, but 
man, we kind of teed off on some stuff, but it's, it's like, all good. just like, I like, like my dad's exactly. Nobody cares. <laughs> <laughs> just like I like my tomatoes, spicy. All right, you guys can follow this show, of course, on Twitter uh, at Vigilante1979. Our T Public store is at Vigilante1979. The weather's changing. Hopefully, it is for a lot of people. So go help yourself to anything you may like. Get a nice T-shirt. Wear it outside. Tell your friends where else you can find it. Of course, we do have a YouTube channel that is at Vigilante1939. Please consider subscribing to that YouTube channel because we will have some big things coming on that YouTube channel very, very shortly. I am, of course, on Twitter and TikTok at Nick Zanuck. By Letterbox is at Zendi Films. And uh, that's going to about do it for this week's episode, guys. So hopefully you guys get, give Shazam Fury you guys a chance. Go see it for yourself. Be your own critic. And decide whether you like it or not. But till then, for Nico Caruso, for his father, Nick Caruso Jr., my name is Xander Ganass. Michael Keaton's Batman always says, I want you to tell all your friends about me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.